Hello and welcome, dear listeners, to our second episode of Thailand's Investor Relations Podcast. I am Shirley Inafa and I am happy to be your host again. Today's topic moves, shapes and changes the whole world. It is about digitalization. Since the 21st century, technology-driven developments have triggered a fourth industrial revolution. We here at Talangs are dealing with this topic in a comprehensive way. That is why I am particularly looking forward to our guest today, Dr. Jan Miskowski. Hello and welcome Jan and thank you for taking the time. Jan, you are head of best practice lab at Talangs. And with your team, you guys make an important contribution to one pillar of Talan's strategy, which is digital transformation. Since I, and probably most of our listeners, do not know this, what exactly does the Best Practice Lab at Talan's do? To me, well, lab sounds as if you're researching things at your office, New Munich. Well, would this be the right understanding of your work? Thank you for having me. Yeah, almost. I mean, we do, uh, I wouldn't call it research, I would call it maybe search. Uh, and actually, we do not search ourselves. We do also, but we try to enable our employees, over 21,000 employees, to search, find, and finally implement the innovations. So we see ourselves more kind of like an orchestrator, and we definitely try to avoid to be kind of a monopoly um, of the guys who are innovating or doing digitalization because we strongly believe that actually it's a job for everybody, the whole organization, but alone you cannot do it. So you need some kind of enabling, orchestrating, and this is exactly what we do. In fact, we do two things, if I would describe it to somebody who doesn't know us. One thing is we try to avoid reinventing the wheel. That means if there is a wheel in Brazil and in Poland they are searching for this wheel or Germany, we try to connect them and make sure that this wheel will, will be copied or at least they get inspired by the solution uh, in another country or, or, or company. Uh, we do it via what we call labs and labs are basically communities of similar interests and uh, they normally meet twice a year for about three, four days. In the corona time, we do it virtually. But the, the main five labs or communities are two are kind of very close to the PNL because they are looking at pricing and pricing is basically done by marketing, pricing and distribution. So they fill the revenue line in the PNL. And the second one is The second biggest cash flow, which is basically service claims, handling and management, fraud, and also customer services. And then we have three labs that are um, kind of going across different departments. One is the most important for this topic, the group digital lab. These are kind of like a COOs. They look at the whole company from the digital perspective, meaning like, what can I do with data? What can I do with the algorithms? And then we have two labs that are focusing on concepts that are very powerful. One is behavior economics and the second one is artificial intelligence. And if it comes to the situation where we don't have a wheel in a company, but the wheel might be outside of the company or not existing at all, we do innovate jointly together. And for that, we use what we call agile desk, where people come for a week or two. The objective is to produce a prototype of the idea. It could be chatbot, voiceboard or whatsoever and then keep improving it uh, and finally implementing it. And this is done in a very self-organized, empowered way. And I always say that if you have an idea as soon as possible, it's important to, to have something real, something tangible, because then the discussion focusing on this thing and improvement rather than uh, on this messenger or the guy who has an idea. So this is very important to 
very, very quickly have this ball so that people can go for the ball and for the player. Thank you for the overview, Jan. Well, I think successful and sustainable digitalization strategies are a must-have for every company in today's world in order to remain competitive. But what exactly makes Talangs better than other insurers in this area? And what do you consider the strengths of Talangs digitalization strategy versus the strategies of peers? And Jan, one last question. Where do you see a need for change? First of all, I'm not a big friend of benchmarks, yeah, because especially if you want to lead, I think, well, you can learn from others, but I think most of the potential is inside the company. And uh, sometimes looking outside the company is kind of distracting you from the assets that you have in the company. For us, it's very important that Whatever we do is tailored to our governance. So um, our governance is a decentral. So the pool rather than push is used. So uh, if I would do what we do for a company that is centralized, it would be completely different. So for us, number one, it has to be integrated in the governance in the way we work um, as a business. Secondly, there, is, there are different ways to get to the vision, to the objective, But very often, like in a navigation, you, you know where you want to, want, want to go and navigation typically knows where you are. But very often it is ignored in the companies that people kind of ignore the fact that, I don't know, Brazil is uh, over there, Mexico is somewhere closer and Germany is already beyond the target. So it is very important to understand where are we and take uh, account of this while innovating. So we are very close to our companies, to the kind of front of the business Uh, to understand where they are and how can we get them to the destination that is innovation or vision. For the digitalization as such, uh, we have an underlying structure, uh, how we look at it, and uh, maybe this is different from other companies. Uh, we have kind of five dimensions. Dimension number one is customer centricity. So why? Because they pay for for our salaries and everything. So to ignore them, I mean, we basically will not have money. So this is number one. This is the core of everything. The second dimension is the strategic use of data because we believe that facts beat guesses. I mean, it's always good to be based on, on facts and use the data. The third one is the automation of processes because you can be more efficient, you may be faster, easier, more comfortable. Uh, the fourth one is partnerships because we think that, I don't think that any company will be able to survive in the future alone. So you need to partner. And finally, the prerequisites, because you need to walk before you run. So sometimes people ignore the, the status quo of the company and go for very fancy, innovative things that will not work because the base is missing. So if you have a nice balcony, you need a wall. The wall needs the fundament. The fundament needs a land that you can build it, and you cannot ignore it. And if you have it, you can, you can be fast and innovating. To be honest, I mean, we know some of the best practices of other companies, how they do it, but it is very, very hard to uh, copy it or even to compare sometimes because they are differently uh, organized. What is key for us, and maybe this is different from other companies, that uh, we are against monopolizing of innovation, digitalization, stuff like that. So I, I personally don't like the fact that there is, I don't know, chief digitalization officer. Because what happened, everybody lays back, say, okay, that they have to do it, I do my other job. For us, it's very important that everybody 
whatever you do, it could be communication, compliance, whatever. You always look at the, what can I do with the data? What can I do with algorithms? So it's kind of part of everybody's job rather than a guy who is uh, uh, just doing innovation, which I think never, never really works. Well, when I think about your work in a more practical way, are there any guidelines or standards that you and your team follow? The continuity of what we are doing is based on four principles. Principle number one is focus. So we say we follow the two biggest cash flows, the revenue that gives the meaning to the rest of the P&L. And uh, the biggest cash flow out is basically service. In our case, it's claims. The second principle is a to be pragmatic, so not academic pragmatic. So we talk like a normal person. We don't use abbreviations and stuff that people get scared and don't understand. So this is very important that people feel comfortable about uh, talking if it's a problem of opportunity or whatsoever. So be pragmatic. Results-oriented is important for us, but it's kind of like a second hand for us because we do not operationally implement these things, but our CEO, Justin Lawyer, uh, always asks the CEOs, is it helpful, is it not, what did it uh, deliver? And some of the companies uh, claim even that about 30 or 40 percent of a profit comes from this collaboration and exchange. And the last principle, the most important one, is the voluntary. So we don't want to force anybody to work with us, but uh, we uh, try to convince the people by all means to do this and this makes it very sustainable it makes the teams uh, more effective because you have only people who want to do it are not pushed to do it and automatically we get feedback because if nobody comes something is wrong if they're coming it's good so this is uh, something that we kind of continuously uh, uh, living and if it comes to digitalization at Talanx, we think that there are three areas that are very important and we try to support them Number one is we want to become more customer-centric and not product-centric. So if you, if you have this kind of product perspective, it's kind of like you love the solution, but you ignore the problem. So we want to really fall in love with problems of our customer and then change the solution accordingly. So this is very important. The second one is the partnerships. Uh, like I mentioned before, we want to uh, make it even more intense and beyond distribution, like really collaboration and co-creation with our partners and customers. And the third one is just to become faster, to um, not just opportunistic, but really be faster in onboarding, be more attractive for partners, for clients, by using AI, BE, or whatsoever. Jan, you and your team also deal with the topic of behavioral psychology. I guess that this has something to do with the needs of our customers, right? But what does it exactly mean? Um, in a nutshell, basically, I mean, behavior economics is, is kind of like a overrated, uh, underused, misunderstood topic. But at the same time, it's incredibly powerful. Um, I think all the companies that you would consider successful, like, I don't know, Uber, Tesla, Amazon, whatever, they use behavior and Apple uh, use behavior economics uh, a lot. For us, it is mainly the way uh, how people make decisions. If you understand how people make decisions while buying a product, while notifying a claim or whatever, or renewing a policy, obviously it helps you to make this decision situation better. So you can You can uh, create it in a different way, in a way that um, that you would like to make this decision. Um, in fact, most people don't like to make decisions, so they, they want to be decided. Yeah? So you have kind of default option whatsoever. So, but this is in a nutshell, like we understand how people make decisions 
and we try to make this process, the decision easier for them. And it's not always obvious. Very much of it is kind of common sense. But this is at the end kind of a win, win, win that everybody is happy it's done. It's a cultural change because um, people think that customers and we think rationally, which is unfortunately or fortunately not the case. So it is kind of like converting from one to another religion. So it takes a long time. But we are, I think we are very close to tipping point. And if it's done, I think it will be very powerful. So we, we like the topic. It's very powerful. And, um, and we have more and more people actually joining and applying. Our listeners from the Talang's Investor Relations Podcast are capital market participants. Jan, how do your activities and your results matter for the shareholder? I think that they matter a lot because of two things. Number one, I think the investors, I assume that they are interested in a, in a kind of what we call like winning the presence. So basically delivering the numbers this year, let's say 12 months. I think this is important. But even more, I think, what will be the profits, the numbers in three, four, five years, which we call like shaping the future. So we, I would say we spend maybe 20% of winning the presence and uh, 80% of shaping the future. So basically, if you invest in a company, you care about the performance in three, four, five years, that this is what we are doing. So we are trying to make sure that we will be profitable, we will be attractive by using behavior economics, special intelligence, by changing the culture of being open, experimenting. And all of this uh, boils down to more revenue, better revenue, more profit, more loyal customers and stuff like that. So I think it's extremely, actually, actually, probably our work is more important for investors than for the operational guys, because I think they care more about the future. Jan, you know the second part of Talang's purposes and foster entrepreneurship. How does your work with your team contribute to this part of the purpose? I think in many ways, but the most, I mean, what is entrepreneurship? It's kind of, it sits in a person, yeah? So we take care of the people. So if we, we have... Because it's voluntary, uh, if people want to move, if they want to change, if they want to build something, that we have a place to go. So they come and we are very happy to have them. So we hug them and we do something cool with them. So uh, we empower them, we enable them, we give them tools, we connect them with startups, external companies. We give them a kind of like a home for this entrepreneurship outside of the winning the presence. Because, I mean, today they have to work in the departments. Obviously, we help them as well. But if they want to be really entrepreneurial and investing in new things, uh, that this is the place to go, the best practice lab. We connect them also with, with other companies with via agile desks or communities, tools across the talents group because they can talk basically across the borders and exchange, uh, um, not only via email, but personally or via webinars. They can basically shape the, the future of the company. It could be talents, it could be topics, it could be partnerships, it could be things that are maybe uh, not on our agenda today, but, but a talent would like to look at it and do this. So we are the enablers, orchestrators, and also somehow feel the temperature of this part of the power culture um, and we can give it in a reflected way to our board and management to say we, we sense kind of this movement of these things uh, so it will be uh, supported or taken care of. Jan, I follow you on LinkedIn and I noticed your cartoons about how to lead now. There you give impulses for reflection, for example about the new normal since the corona pandemic 
all about leadership. How did you get into drawing and what does all of this has to do with digitalization at Talangs? Well, I mean, drawing is just like my hobby. I don't know. My father was a carpenter, so I always used the pieces of wood to draw something. And uh, I think that uh, what people like is this is kind of uh, simplified perspectives, uh, visualized perspective. And I think by using a drawing and using a bit of text, um, you can reach more people. They can relate to it. It's kind of going to a museum and you don't know even why, but you like a picture. You just, uh, it does something with you, yeah? And I think with this, you kind of put the topic on the table. You don't have to talk about it and describe it, but it's kind of like an open space for discussion. But the point is made with a, with a drawing. So I like the, the visual way of, of representing the things. Uh, we actually use it for kind of like coaching groups and individuals because uh, it helps them to kind of picture really like a, like a map of uh, where I am on this picture, where I would like to be. So it's very... Very easy to discuss it, to envision it, to describe it, uh, what we want to do. And this is, it was very human. I mean, on top of this data, algorithms, computers and machines, I mean, at the end, these are humans and the humans have eyes, have ears, have the mouth here. So you have to kind of serve these interfaces uh, accordingly and combine them. I think it kind of talks to the whole, to the whole human because you don't use just a report or words, but you use pictures, you use sound. And uh, I also do movies. Uh, that uh, you can say things differently or, 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 or but at the end it's basically how can I reach the person convince the person uh, have an interaction with the person so that things uh, start happening then Thank you very much for the interesting interview Jan it was a pleasure having you here to you dear listeners we wish you a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year stay healthy we will be back with another episode of Talang's Investor Relations Podcast in 2021 Thank you.